This episode of Defining Diabetes is brought to you by Dexcom, Omnipod, the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter, and Touched by Type 1. Please visit touchedbytype1.org, dexcom.com forward slash juicebox, myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox, or contournextone.com to find out more about the sponsors. In this episode of Defining Diabetes, Jenny Smith and I will be defining feeding insulin. Now, you know Jenny. She's in all the pro tip episodes and defining diabetes and ask Scott and Jenny. She's also a person who's been living with type 1 diabetes for over 30 years. Jenny holds a bachelor's degree in human nutrition and biology from the University of Wisconsin. She is a registered and licensed dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and a certified trainer on most makes and models of insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitoring system. Jenny's services are for hire. Check her out at integrateddiabetes.com. We're going to get started in just a moment, but before we do, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. There are people, and I'm not bothered by it, I'm just telling you, there are people who come into the podcast as new listeners who, if they hit the right episodes... Once they get to an episode where you're not on it, they're like, where'd the woman go? (laughs) And I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, I understand. I'm like, she's on these and these and these. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I got a note one time. The lady's like, I don't understand. Where did Jenny go? (laughs) Still here. I was like, Jenny, Jenny records podcasts like, uh, like she's canning, (laughs) like she's canning vegetables. She just makes a bunch of them and then brings them out when she needs them. Right. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like people think that I like live in your closet. And just, like, <laughs> Let me you get know, Jenny. Just, Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me get Jenny out. <laughs> here she is. She's right over here. <laughs> there you go. Ask her your question. I use this phrase, and in my mind, it paints a tapestry of idea. And I hear back from people and they'll say, like, I don't understand what you mean. So to, so I use this a lot. I say feeding insulin. So, you know, I'm like, oh, you're feeding the insulin. And, and that apparently doesn't make sense to some people. So w- when I use that phrase with you, what does it make you think of? Yeah, feeding insulin means that you're having to actually, I guess, on a negative side of feeding insulin, it means that you're putting in food to compensate for there being an excess of insulin that shouldn't be there. Mm. Right. So whenever you're feeding insulin, especially, and that's something, it's a term I use when I'm talking to people about weight management, because if you're constantly adding extra food because insulin is driving your blood sugar down, then there's a problem. There's a, there's a balance that's off. You're getting too much insulin from somewhere, whether it's basal or too much bolus or whatever. And you're constantly having to put food in to avoid drops. Um, now on the positive of feeding insulin, I mean, that's what we do. We, we feed insulin with the carbs that we put in, but hopefully there's a balance there when we're feeding insulin that way. So, and if you find yourself feeding insulin too much, you can, you'll have weight issues that that wrap around that too. And and we talk about that a lot. The idea that because you have type one diabetes and you're using man-made insulin, 
food seems like medicine. And so you stop thinking about it as calories where, you know, sometimes, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, in the moment when you're falling, don't, don't hold up uh, Skittles and go, no, no, you know, uh, right, a moment right. on the lips, a uh, lifetime on the hips. Don't think that. Think, right, oh, I want to right. stay alive and eat the Skittles. But right. the idea is to not have to feed that insulin. So if yeah. you want to get a look into my mind for a second, this is going to be an old reference, I guess. But if Pac-Man is insulin and the dots are glucose, you don't want Pac-Man to have energy when the dots are gone because he's going to turn on you and bite your face. Right. Exactly. He needs to have more dots until until he's done. And Correct. so but there's ways to reverse engineer that idea as well. And I don't think that people would think about it this way, but I think I just created that situation with Arden just now. So by way of an example, she gets up in the morning, she's still going to school at home, and it's the end of the school year. She has to return her books to school. So yeah. she she leaves the house, Kelly takes her, and I don't know if she was excited or ner- I don't know, but her blood sugar was sitting around 110. I was um, recording a podcast earlier today and I told her I'll make you breakfast when I'm done. So she left the house and the 110 went diagonal up and it went 115, 120. You know, it kept going. Her auto bolus started bolusing at it uh, from the loop and it leveled her off at 140. Then she gets home and she's hungry. And so we bolused for the 40 points plus her meal and we're going to create a fall that happens and we're going to in essence feed the insulin to stop the fall at a level number and so there's right. that's a, there's a positive way to think about it i think right. when i use the term in public or in my mind i don't think of what i just did as feeding the insulin i think of it as pre-bolusing and timing the food instead of timing the insulin. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. But when I generally say, you know, you're feeding the insulin, my intent of that is to say, hey, it's possible your basal's too high because I, you see, you find yourself feeding your insulin. I, when, when people show me a graph and it bounces, my first question is always, are you stopping highs with insulin on this graph a lot or stopping lows with food a lot? Right. And that moves me towards too much basil or not enough basil. That's my first right. question. So anyway, when I say feeding insulin or when you hear somebody saying that, I think that is a complete explanation of what I mean by that. Do you agree? Yeah. Is there more? No, there ab- or no? no, absolutely. And I think, you know, when you talk about it in terms too of um, like that weight management piece of it, I was just, I just worked with somebody who she said, you know, I feel like I'm eating more normally now and I don't feel like I'm eating as much and I'm actually feeling more, she called it real appetite. And I said, that's right. When we adjust your, your baseline levels of insulin the right way, technically, and she's not using loop, she's mm-hmm. just normal conventional pumping. Right. So, um, you know, when she gets hungry for a meal now, she knows that she's really hungry, that it's not because her insulin is telling her, Hey, there's too much of me here. Like your Pac-Man example. Yeah. I need more food. Please put more in. So now she has more real understanding of what appetite feels like rather than just insulin appetite. So I realize I'm just asking you and it's your personal experience, but is hunger because you're low, does it feel different than hunger because you're hungry? 
Or is it the same feeling? To me, there is a definite difference. Like from my personal experience, I think everybody might be different, but I can tell the difference. When I have hunger from being low, it's it's much more ravenous. It's, I I need food now. And it's definitely like, I don't want to sit down and eat a nice salmon filet and a salad hunger. It's, I would like to eat the whole entire like container of glucose tablets, which we know doesn't taste very nice. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so it's, I would say it's definitely more of you need something now. Whereas if I've like skipped a meal because I've been out in the yard gardening through like lunch hour or something, I can tell by the time I get to like the mid afternoon, even if my blood sugar has stayed normal or, you know, hopefully has stayed normal through that time. I am I'm hungry. Right. Like I can tell the pit of the stomach kind of hunger difference from a low blood sugar. It's an, it's a more now craving. I figured that out first. It was a time of day thing. When Arden would say she was hungry at like nine 30 at night, I'm like, she's not hungry. What is that? And then inevitably in the next 20 minutes, her blood sugar would start to fall. And I was like, Oh wow. She's feeling the drop before it's happening. And, right. and it, it registers this hunger for her. Um, anyway, I think it's funny. It's they're two small words, but I think feeding insulin it teaches you a lot about how to use it. You, it is not your goal to be doing that. Um, no. And and if you find yourself doing it too frequently, it is very possible that either your basal insulin is too strong, or you're over bolusing at meals and creating lows later. You should not. Right. I know that seems obvious but i don't think it is to people once they get caught in the in that loop of i'm always low and i'm feeding they get to that feeling of this is just what my diabetes is but it doesn't have to be that way right especially with today's very smart smart technology that we have to use you know years ago when i was diagnosed you did actually feed the insulin because that's how the insulin worked. Mm. And, you know, your, your intermediate cloudy insulin, it peaked at a certain time. So you had to eat a meal and a snack at a certain time in order to coincide with when its action kind of was there. Today's insulin, even though it's not as rapid as we want it to be. Right. That's not <laughs> it, as necessary anymore. It's not as necessary, really. Yeah. So. No, yeah. I, I, I hear that. Okay. Thank you. Hey, here's some quick contact information for the sponsors if you're interested. To get the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor, you're going to want to go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box and hit the button that says get started with Dexcom G6. It's just that simple. If you get there and you want to read a little bit, definitely check into it. Zero finger sticks, customizable alarms and alerts, smart device compatibility with Android and iPhone, the ability to share data or data. I guess it depends on where you live in the country or the world. Although right now, some people are like, it's data or it's data there. You're fighting with each other, but you're just fighting with a voice in your head. So don't do that. You can any, anyway, no matter how you say it, you can share that data with up to 10 people. It's amazing, right? Your kid could be at school being tracked by their mother, father, grandmother, school nurse, or just a uh, friendly guy you met up the street. You're like, hey, you want to watch my kid's blood sugar? I mean, if you're, you know, if you're a hippie, you might do that. Although do hippies have cell phones? I don't know. It's not for me to judge. Anyway, Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. You're also going to want an Omnipod tubeless insulin pump. That you're going to get at 
myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. And Omnipod has quite a little deal where they'll send you a free, no obligation demo of the Omnipod to your home so that you can wear it and check it out. I've worn an Omnipod demo before. It's astonishing how quickly you forget you're wearing something. And you'll really get a feeling for what it's going to be like to have a tubeless insulin pump, right? Just this little device that's with you and nothing else to clip to your belt or stuff in your bra or do anything like that with. And there's no obligation. So, I mean, if it doesn't cost anything and they're not holding you to it, you might as well give it a try. MyOmnipod.com forward slash juice box. And of course, if you go to ContourNextOne.com, there's a button at the top of the page to see if you're eligible for an absolutely free blood glucose meter. And I have to tell you, I have a little more context now because at the moment I'm wearing a Dexcom Pro to get the feeling for it. You'll hear me talk about that later. But because I'm doing that, I'm testing a lot. So not just with Arden, but I'm testing myself to get a feeling for, you know, where the CGM's sitting with accuracy. And all that stuff that I've been telling you has been my experience about using the meter with my daughter goes double for me. Small, convenient, accurate, pocket size. It's great. The light works great at night. And trust me, my eyes are, uh, you know what I mean? They're not what they used to be. ContourNextOne.com. And of course, Touched by Type 1. Please, please, please go to TouchedByType1.org to check out the good work that these amazing people are doing. For children living with Type 1 diabetes and people with Type 1 diabetes in general, they raise money to support a cure. They put on all these kinds of great programs to support the community. You can be part of it. TouchedByType1.org. I'm just going to tell you one more thing before I go. Short episode today. So today we defined feeding insulin, but there are many other defining diabetes episodes. It starts way back at episode 236. And some of you are going to say, look, I know what bolus is, Scott. I don't need that episode. But you'd be surprised about how many new people with type 1 diabetes don't. So episode 236 is bolus, 241 honeymooning, 245 time and range, 247 standard deviation, 249 extended bolus, 251 algorithm, 253 non-compliant, 255 glycemic index and glycemic load, 258 pre-bolus, 260 trust will happen, 269 low before high, 284 brittle diabetes, 286 stop the arrows, 288 ketones, 295 insulin resistance, and overbolusing. And of course, today, episode 344, feeding insulin. And there are many more on the way. If that was all very confusing to you, you can go to juiceboxpodcast.com and scroll down. All of the episodes are there. Actually, the Ask Scott and Jenny episodes are there as well. And the Diabetes Pro Tips. And of course, all of this is condensed way down at diabetesprotip.com. If you want to check out the pro tips, or share them with somebody. That's diabetesprotip.com. The point is at the end of tip. You see what I'm saying? Diabetes pro tip. There's no S. No S at the end of tip. It's just tip and then the dot and then the com. That's my tip for you today about how to spell diabetes pro tip. Thank you very much to Jenny Smith for coming on the show as she always does to help us understand terms and ideas, bigger more vexing type 1 diabetes issues. 
she really is the bestesses. There is an S at the end of bestesses, but not at the end of diabetesprotip.com. I mean, the English language is funny. Punctuation, right? <laughs>